I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now, to Dave Hooker. Ready. I don't care the spread. I don't care how one-sided it may look. This is Tennessee, Georgia Friday. Fred White will join us a football Friday with Fred. And this is why they play the games. And Tennessee fans get excited because you only get, what, four or five games per year that are truly, truly exciting. That is college football now. Now with a 12-team playoff, that will change. But I don't want to get Caleb riled up yet on this Friday. We'll do that with Fred White a little bit later in the program. And we're excited to do that each and every Friday. We'll also have today's tough question. This is interesting to me. Why the Vols upsetting Georgia isn't crazy Saturday wouldn't even be their biggest upset win in the series. And I'm not talking about going back to the 1950s like Caleb can do with the best of them. I'm talking about recent history. That's good stuff. Fred White on the importance of the Georgia series. For those that don't remember, Fred White was uh, a Georgia prospect, a guy that ran a 10.2 and wanted to run in Atlanta in the Olympics, 10.2 hundred meters, a guy that could have gone anywhere he wanted to go. 
came to Tennessee, so beloved. And I want to say this before Fred gets on the air. So beloved uh, Tennessee that he said, hey, I'm going to eat a lot and become a safety and give up my Olympic dreams. And that's uh, how great of a young man he is. And a man now, not a young man anymore, but was at the time. And I don't think a lot of people know this. Um, when you when you talk about Fred White, he and he hasn't shared this publicly, but he he lost someone very close to him early on in his uh, Tennessee career, right after being moved to safety, and still stuck it out. Transfer portal back in the day. I bet he's outie. Who wouldn't be? Who would blame him? Uh, maybe we'll talk to him a little bit later about that. But you talk somebody about somebody that loves Tennessee and can illustrate the importance of the Georgia series, especially on recruiting. That is Fred. Prop bets as well. Jim Harbaugh accepts a suspension. And then we have Pac-12 control. So that's all going about as well. But we've got a lot to get to. Now, if you're on our YouTube page, we greatly appreciate that. Hit like and subscribe. So Get on board now, and I think today's poll question's pretty good. Today's tough question, as if you want to check that out, it is online right now, and it is uh, pretty good, I think. What do you think, uh, Caleb? I posted that this morning. Do you want to read off the options as far as uh, Tennessee's ability to beat Georgia before we dig into this thing, or do you want me to go ahead and play the sounder first, because we can do that? You call it. How are you, Caleb? I don't think we, Caleb, do we have you, sir? Rookie mistake. Okay, okay. So just. Oh, did you just do the Zoom COVID mistake? Okay, in my defense, guys, as we were on, I had a immediate need to clear my browsing history. As you started the show, there was some computer glitch. And so I did that. And then the mic got cut off. So I apologize. Um, yeah, it's a Monday that. on a Friday for me too. I'm dealing with a little bit of a uh, minor food poisoning, but I'm good. I'm I'm ready to go. And Caleb and I both wearing dark. Uh, I think we both look like we could be extras from Breaking Bad. But no, nevertheless, no, we're, we're, we're we're both Jedi about to join the Sith, guys. Don't you know? Is that what it is? Okay. Well, I will. I'll actually take that. Um, I dressed up one time, uh, Halloween. I probably only dressed up for Halloween like three times in my life. But I was Anakin. Uh, my son was Luke. My daughter was Padme. And that would make my wife. I forgot my nerd background. What would that make my wife? Wait, 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 wait. Why wouldn't your daughter be Leia and your wife be Padme? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So my wife was Padme. and my... I am white too, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was looking back at the picture and uh, in between getting teary um, because it's been a few years. I was like, I can't remember the characters for Star Wars. It's kind of funny how uh, the Marvel Universe has kind of pushed those off the front page of nerddom. But I don't care. Uh, I'll be the nerds of both, and I love them. And, boy, Marvel Universe having to bring back um, Robert Downey Jr., apparently, like uh, some people would like for Tennessee to bring back Philip Fulmer. Huh? No, I don't think quite that far. So here we go. Tennessee's history of big November wins with no championship on the table. Want to get to that. But first, today's tough question is now. It's on our YouTube channel. 
Vote right now. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, it's up on the YouTuber. Thank you, Mr. Bezos. What is the main reason the Vols can beat Georgia? And it just went up. So uh, very incomplete voting to this point. Let me run a couple by you. Number one is home field advantage. Number two, psychological advantage. I think home field advantage speaks for itself, Caleb, but I want to throw psychological advantage at you. Uh, Georgia coming off a whipping of Ole Miss, if if they ever feel too good or too uh, boisterous about themselves, this would be, I would think, the week. Uh, because they do have a tendency to play down to their opponents. They didn't last week. Tennessee coming off a loss to Missouri. From what I'm told, those guys were mad on Monday. The coaching staff, it was a big deal for them to go back to Missouri. Things didn't go well. They're mad now. Uh, The third option is the Vols defense will come together. Uh, And the fourth is just offense. It's Joe and O time. So Joe goes after the big O. No, I didn't say that. All right, so here we go. It is today's tough question brought to you by Andy Mason of andymasonrealestate.com. It is on the YouTube page. Please vote now, and we'll get your comments as well. And Rocky Top Tom, you're right. Star Wars got political, and they destroyed the series. I agree with that. All right, so. uh, I mean, I guess the prequels got political, but I thought the prequels were political in a good way. It was just they were poorly executed, but that's a different story. Fair point. All right, so let me ask you, uh, of those four reasons, before we talk about some of the big November wins with not much at stake, of those four reasons, what do you point to as number one, Caleb, of reasons that Tennessee can pull the upset? And it's just a 10-point dog. This is not out of the realm of possibility. But of those four reasons, kind of rank them for me, Caleb, but what do you think is uh, most significant? So number one is the psychological advantage. And the I reason agree. that's yeah, I agree. The nobody's that's, voted for, and nobody's voted for that yet. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. I think they may not vote for it because I think they may be confused that they may think we're talking about Tennessee, but we're actually talking about Georgia's psychological approach to this game, too. I don't think Georgia's gonna care that much about this game or as much as they should. Now, John Adams disagrees with us. He thinks there there are two types of ways you play, Dave, and you know this when you win a big game like Georgia did against Ole Miss last week. It could be you're either starting to peak at the right time where Tennessee's starting to valley at the right time, so it could be a trend. I think that's where Adams is. Or it could be you put all of this into one game and then you're going to take a week off the next week. I think it's the latter with Georgia, don't you? I don't think it's like Georgia's just starting to come together right now. Yeah, and do me a favor. Can you pull up Georgia's regular season November last year. I mean, I remember them playing down to a bunch of opponents during the season. I don't necessarily remember them peaking up. So, I mean, that's something that I would I would like to get into before we get into the biggest wins in November without a championship at stake. So, who did they close out the season with last year other than, of course, LSU in the SEC championship game? Uh, how did they finish the year? This was so difficult for them last year. I mean, at, you know, in November, they had to play Tennessee when they were number one. But then they had to play Mississippi State and Kentucky and Georgia Tech. That so was can, just a brutal yeah. road. I'm kidding. 
So we can basically draw n- no conclusions from those three opponents, right? I mean, I don't yeah. care if you I don't care if you tell me it's 23 to 20 or it's 56 to 10. That's either Georgia playing down to the opponent or Georgia playing up and uh, has a sense of pride. So I don't know that we can draw anything from that. And I'm wondering why my uh, my name tag there says Caleb Calhoun, because there's only one Caleb Calhoun and I fixed it. And I'm Dave Hooker. All right. Biggest wins in November without a championship at state. Caleb, what are those? So for those who wonder if Tennessee is going to be up for this game, if they're not up for I can this go game. Ahead. May, may I interrupt? Yes. I can go ahead and guarantee you based off people I've talked to that they will be up for this game. They will play. Okay, I'm well, not saying they'll play perfect, but the hair on fire term that we like to use on this channel, there will be hair on fire. They will play hard inside information brought to you by Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com, 40 years of experience with Andy Mason. And the best price is the best service in the biz. And I interrupted Andy Mason, real estate.com. Caleb, sir. It's fine. Um, all I was going to say was if, yeah, because if they're not up for this game, they are disrespecting a sacred history for Tennessee football. If fans are not up for this game, they are disrespecting a sacred history for Tennessee football, which is some of Tennessee's greatest November wins happened either with a championship mathematically off the table, like it is now, or basically off the table. Like you knew they weren't winning one. Most notably, uh, 1991, the miracle at South Bend. That happened after Tennessee lost to Florida and Alabama on the year. That was Andy Kelly's senior year. You don't think Andy Kelly was mentally wrecked over the fact that he was never going to beat Alabama? That was his last chance that he wasn't going to win a national title when he thought he had a a shot and there was no SEC title on the table that year. But you know what he did? He and Carl Pickens and Aaron Hayden came up. They went to Notre Dame, and even though they didn't win a national title, they ruined a national title season for Notre Dame and one of the most legendary wins in Tennessee football history. Do you think that win has any less uh, magnitude, Dave, because Tennessee didn't win a championship that year? No. In fact, uh, I still see the guys that played on that team. They post about it each and every year, according uh, as well as Mike Stoll. So, no, I think that win has every bit the – uh, the impact and the longevity of had they been in a championship run. I think you would still look back and say uh, the, let's say they were in the run for an SEC championship and that had no effect whatsoever. Um, you would still look back and you would say, oh, you remember the miracle at South Bend? That was incredible. Oh, by the way, they were also in the midst of uh, making a run for a championship. I, I mean, I think that's that game stands on its own. Great point. Yeah. Another one, the most memorable win for Tennessee at home by many, according to many before last year's Alabama game, their only other one of their only other wins over a number one team. They have, I think, three or four. 1959 LSU. You know about that game, Dave, right? Historically, where Tennessee stopped Billy Cannon when LSU tried to go for two in the win. It was the original stop in college football. Um, right. Tennessee beat number one LSU 14 to 13. It was like a six and four, five and five team. Go look at their record. They weren't a good team. But you know what? That doesn't lessen the magnitude of beating LSU in 59. You covered this game, Dave, 2003 Miami. Now, Tennessee did what was in a three-way tie for the East, but they had already lost to Georgia and Auburn that year. Did that stop them from putting in everything they had to go beat Miami in 2003 on the road? No, that was that was the that was Philip Fulmer's best coached game of his career. Period. End of discussion. Top me on that message board. You're right. I mean, I, I think 98 Florida would be close to, though, the where he 98 Florida is close. 2001 Florida is close. 
But when you talk about that 2003 team, I thought it was the most overmatched of any of those three that we had. I thought the talent differential was close in the other two. Um, I thought that uh, Miami was two levels better than Tennessee roster-wise. Yeah, you're right. And if you look at the you NFL, remember at the end of that first half when they lined every so that's like the Hail Mary time. Yeah, and with Jason Allen. Yeah. So they run every the every receiver to the left. This is how talented they were. They ran a Hail Mary to a guy that you may have heard of. I'm a soldier. Uh, they ran a Hail Mary to a tight end on the short side of the field instead of the three receivers that were at their left. And if you look back, the last play at the half, Kellen Winslow Jr. almost went over and made an incredible catch that would have been a touchdown, and Tennessee doesn't win that game. That's how talented, my point is, that's how talented that Miami team was. That was Vince Wilfork back in the day. That was Ken Dorsey, who's looking for a job, right? Sean Taylor. No, not that Sean- wasn't Ken Dorsey. No, that was... That was Brock Berlin, who Tennessee should thank for winning that game because Brock Berlin had Keller Winslow on an easy touchdown crossing route, but he threw it too late, and Mark Jones hits Kel- uh, Brock Berlin, and he throws the interception to Jabril Wilson. I'm sure you remember that play, Dave. Um, I do. But, I do remember that play. Look at yes. Smoky Mountain Red saying, Caleb getting me pumped up, preach. Go ahead and click that like and subscribe button. This is still a football game. This is not some parade of Georgia being the next national champion. Uh, and this is in Neyland Stadium. This is doable. Melissa said, uh, it said, if you can't run with the big dogs, stay under the porch. This team's not going to stay under the porch. This team's going to play incredibly hard from everybody I've talked to. Three more ancient upsets before we move on. And I, they are kind of ancient, but I still have to bring them up. 1950, Tennessee, Kentucky. One of the greatest home wins of Tennessee history. Kentucky's number three. They're, it's the greatest Kentucky team in history, led by one young Bear Bryant. They're supposed to win the national championship. They've already clinched the SEC championship and the Sugar Bowl. They go visit Tennessee. That's the year I told you that the great Appalachian storm of 1950 hits, Dave. And Tennessee fans smartly decide, we're not going to shovel Neyland Stadium today. And so Kentucky has 12 fumbles in the game, and Tennessee wins 7 to nothing. Um, 19... 72 Tennessee beat number five Penn State at home after they hadn't after they weren't going to win the SEC and then here's a big one this here's where your Nico talk comes in Dave 1965 Tennessee hasn't won the it's Doug Dickey's second year they've already lost out on the SEC they got just some random late game against a number five ranked UCLA team in Memphis Doug Dickey throws caution to the win and brings in this young quarterback by the name of Dewey Warren to lead a game-winning drive to beat Tommy Prothrow in UCLA 37 to 34 that marked the arrival of Tennessee football under Doug Dickey that game. And that was with no t- championship. And then lastly, two years ago, Tennessee was had nothing to play for Heupel's first year. They go and beat a top 20 Kentucky team on the road in November. So if you can't get up to play a big game in November because you have no championship on the table, you shouldn't be playing football. Amen. You got leadership issues, and I don't think this team does. I'm, I'm all behind you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Click that like and subscribe button, especially the like button. Get up, Tennessee fans. This is your last big game of the season. And Tennessee, Vegas is saying you have an opportunity to win it. So uh, we had two topics we want to start with, and that's the Vols uh, history of big uh, November wins with no championship on the table and why the Vols upsetting Georgia isn't crazy. Did we push those together or do we want to go? Am I switching gears here with why the Vols upsetting Georgia isn't crazy? Yeah, let's switch gears to why Tennessee upsetting Georgia is not crazy. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and do that now. What the H, Caleb? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Is it crazy or far-fetched? By the way, we'll check in on today's tough question on our YouTube page. Vote now. Tennessee's best chance of beating Georgia is blank. And it is time for... Tennessee beating Georgia wouldn't be the craziest upset. Where does Caleb go here? I'm interested. Tease me before I tell you who brings you what the age today, Caleb. And Dave is the only hooker who likes to be teased. Yes. Uh, Most just like to run that credit card and get the heck out of Dodge. (laughs) They take credit Um, cards now or Venmo. I don't know how that works. Is it just uh, a cash exchange thing? I'm sure they do in Vegas where it's legal, but I doubt they do anywhere else. True. Um, so Sorry. I'm not, I, I'm not as up to date with my, uh, flesh purchasing, um, methods, That that's my bad, but I've been told by John Mulaney who in his latest standup says, wait, you guys use Venmo for non-drug transactions. So maybe that could be used for prostitution as well. I don't know. All right. So give me a tease of two of Tennessee's biggest wins against Georgia and recent history before I tell you who brings you what the H. So this is this is actually part of right the peak era of you were co- when you were covering Tennessee, Dave. But Tennessee had a period under Fulmer. I think it was like four games in a row when they were double digit underdogs on the road and won all of them. It was like Florida, Miami, and then Georgia, and I think LSU in the 05 comeback and right after Hurricane Katrina and Rita. That Georgia game it would be a was a bigger upset than this would be. Tennessee was 12 point underdogs, and by the way. Let me give you guys some parallels on that. The week before, Georgia had blown out LSU 45-16, to similar to how Georgia just blew out Ole Miss. Tennessee had suffered a blowout loss at home to Auburn. This was supposed to be Georgia's best team under David Green. They were considered national title contenders easily. Tennessee with Eric Ainge as a freshman. Earlier that week, by the way, Kevin Burnett guarantees a win at Georgia. Remember that? And Wasn't it earlier that season? No, it was after the Auburn loss. He said, we'll see Auburn again in the SEC championship game with Georgia coming up next week. Okay, right. Yeah, Which I was, do remember that. And I remember, to be honest with you, we snickered when he left the press conference, to be honest with you. I was like, there's there's no chance. All right, so continue with this. Uh, a, a neat history lesson. It's brought to you by Don Self, a state farm. Uh, customer service still matters. Everybody looking for the best price. But what happens when something goes wrong? Well, that doesn't happen. State Farm agent Don Self, his team, uh, they take their customer service very seriously. For well over 40 years, they have built their business and reputation on taking care of their customers. That's in Collegedale and Ottawa, as well as the greater Chattanooga area. Don and his team provide them pride themselves on making sure you and your family won't have any surprises at the time of a claim. Customer service still matters. Don Self, your friendly neighborhood State Farm agent for the greater 
Chattanooga area. All right, so bigger upset 2004-1992 or 2023. Which would they be between the three? Well, 2004 would be the biggest, but I wanted to get into 1992 also because we didn't just be a point spread, though. Just via point spread, but also via rankings. I think Tennessee was like number 17 and Georgia was number three in 2004. Okay, but I and covered so, that game. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this would be a bigger upset. It, it, it's a bigger upset talent-wise because I think Tennessee was close to Georgia on talent in 2004. Agreed. Um, but I don't – so I get, I'll give you that. But then there's 1992. Heath Shuler, new quarterback. You're at Georgia. Georgia's a higher-ranked team. And Tennessee's dealing with an interim head coach at the time. In Philip Fulmer, because Johnny Majors is having open heart surgery. Nobody thought they would win that one. And for the record, the upsets don't just go one way. You know what also was a huge upset? And maybe the biggest upset of the whole series? The 2001 game where Tennessee lost to Georgia with the hobnail boot game. That, I mean, you want to talk about the talent gap that year was larger than it is this year for Tennessee. Yeah, and don't bite on the play fake, Dominique Stevenson. There's no reason to run the football there. They were going to run play action. There's only They had 12 four... seconds left. Yeah, they had they no time out. I don't even think they had 12. But if you run the football and you get caught, I do remember it was the amount where you're not going to have another play. I thought it was like you know, six, but but either way, that you're was not going to have another Mark, play. Mark Rick knew that John Chavis would not be able to account for the fullback. Not to knock John Chavis. I think that I, I, I hate to throw players under the bus, but I thought that was Stevenson's issue. I mean, he bites on the play fake. And I mean, if you had maybe hadn't been coached up to do that, but at that point in the game, you got to have some awareness. That to me was the equivalent to jumping out of bounds at Ole Miss for Joe Milton. That's, I, you're got, probably right. You have got to have some game awareness to know that I'm not biting on play action, the hobnail boot game. And they still play that all the time. And I want to give a shout out to Bob Kessling and John Ward for a second. I think it's pretty damn obvious that you know who Bob and John wanted to win. You know that. But, man, I was listening to the Georgia Radio Network, and I hope this doesn't get around to them, but I, I'm I'm paid to give my opinion. That whole we're on the 40, we're on our 40, we're on our 25, we're on their 25. Does anybody really want to hear that sort of play-by-play? Or is that just me being a purist? I understand that John Ward got a little bit higher and a little more excited, but I was out and about and heard the Ole Miss broadcast that's carried. And I I love flipping around to old play-by-play guys. And and really, it's pointless now because there's no Larry Munson. There's no John Wards anymore. And it's I used to love that Saturday night coming home from a game. Um, But don't you hate it when they say, we're down to 32? And this guy's... Like when they say we're? Yeah. Oh, it's we constantly. We're down to their 32. Like you're out there. We just... We just stepped on their faces with a hobnail boot is just like the most like unprofessional thing you could ever say in a broadcast, quite honestly. But and it's, but it's kind of doable when you're of that generation. When you're of our generation, no, nada, Caleb. You can't do that. All right. So the 92 game was big. However, I'll say that. Um, and and the SC Scott guy says it's the home team's radio broadcast. I have no problem with it. I just think there's a difference between going over the top. Understand. Um, the thing about the 92 game, you have to remember, and we've talked about qu- how quarterbacks can surprise. You had a guy named Heath Schuler, and that's about as surprising as you can get with his athletic ability. I think that's one of the 
the primary reasons. You know what would have been bigger than the two you mentioned? Which you one? ready for this? James Banks beating Georgia in Athens with oh, your too. commitment, Chris Leak, sitting in the stands watching his brother CJ Leak get one series and benched. Kudos to Philip Former. That was the right thing for the program. They're not in that game with C.J. Leak playing the whole game, but they're in that game with this crazy sort of James Banks run-around sort of offense, and um, it wasn't sustainable. But on that Saturday in Athens, it almost got Tennessee the win. I can't remember. that It was an odd score. I can't remember the it was, score. Well, Georgia they, jumped out to an 18 to nothing lead and it became 18-13. to 13. Was it worth it, though? Because you lost the game anyway, and you lost the season going eight and five, and then you lost Chris Leak because you didn't play CJ in that game. I didn't think so at the time, Caleb, but I do now because I think Chris Leak was a pedestrian quarterback. You thought he was think, a pedestrian? Yeah, I don't think he's great. I mean, it based on well, his and, recruiting and his ranking, de- based on his recruiting ranking at the time, I totally would have agreed with you. But in his defense, a- he also his first two years he had to play for Ron Zook. And then he had to play for Urban Meyer, who was a great coach, but he was not cut out to run the spread offense. That was not what he does. We're going to get to Fred White here in just exactly two minutes. So you hang tight with me. By the way, look at my eyes. I don't have glasses or contacts. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. They are absolutely phenomenal local doctors that take care of you. Two minutes of Football Friday with Fred. Fred White can't beat it off the hook sports. Click like and subscribe. Do it now as I'm going to give you more reasons why Tennessee can and will be Georgia. Vote on our poll. It's on YouTube. Stay tuned. Sun, sand, and salt water. The beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK vision correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee ball collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co., what's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. We absolutely love TriStarHatsCo.com. Use the promo code HOOKED to get 10% off the TriStar merchandise. It is fantastic. And if you're looking to outfit 
your company, be it anywhere from shirts, hoodies to pins. It's Apex Apparel. Just call Tyler. He was just on that uh, TriStar commercial. Design, brand, market your way. Unique products to promote your business with unparalleled customer service. They are awesome. Apex Apparel Group. The link right down below. So check them out. Let's get going with Fred White. A football Friday with Fred. Nothing sounds better than that. A college football tradition like no other. Yes, sir, boys and girls. Or a guy that just won't leave. Wow. That is sad. The Dave Hooker Show. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Back to Dave Hooker. All right, let's bring in Fred White, the one, the only... Fred, call me if I'm call me crazy if I'm crazy. You're willing to do that. First of all, how are you on this Friday, sir? Well, Dave, you are crazy. I'm gonna call you that anyway. <laughs> I think Tennessee's gonna beat Georgia. You know, you always win one game you're not supposed to win. You always lose one game you're not supposed to lose. I think the game we weren't supposed to lose was the Florida game for sure, in my opinion. Probably weren't supposed to lose against Alabama being up at halftime. However, we haven't won one of those games that we are not supposed to win yet. Every game we won, we actually should have won, in my opinion. Um, being at home, we used to play Georgia very tough. And every year that we're not supposed to beat them in Knoxville, we've given them fits. Very true. So are you willing to jump on board and, and make a pick? As a former player, you're allowed to do that, and um, uh, certainly uh, we, we love that fact. Um, I'm I'm putting my my reputation on the line, Fred. I need you to bolster me because I'm picking Tennessee to beat Georgia. As crazy as it sounds, I'm actually I'm, I'm always going to pick Tennessee to beat Georgia. I'm not going to say we're going to lose to Georgia. Are y'all, do you know who I am? <laughs> Fred I'm is just think I'm think we're going to lose against Georgia. Fred's like Google me like Shaq. I'm just saying, Fred is probably just, guys, his mind's not right. He's suffering PTSD because last week the Falcons lost to a Cardinals team that's tanking. The Cardinals are tanking, and they still managed to beat the Falcons, Fred. How'd that happen? Hey, man, I hope the Falcons lose the rest of their games so we can go draft a quarterback. Amen to that. And get, and get a good position in drafting the quarterback. So Fred is a Georgia native, and uh, let's go ahead and get his thoughts. Being there – in Atlanta, um, how big is this for recruiting? As um, obviously Tennessee's success to some extent lured you to Knoxville, and if not for that influx of Georgia talent, Tennessee never wins a championship in in 1998. How important are the actual games on the field? Because it's been one sided recently. It, it it's important. I mean, you beat Georgia in Tennessee. Well, you got all these top recruits there. I mean, there's a lot of top recruits in the state from the state of Georgia coming up for this game. I mean, some of them are coming because they want to see Georgia play, being honest, and then they want to see what Tennessee is like, what the atmosphere is like, and what you know what our fan base is like, and also can we actually pull out the game. If you win this game, it's the number one team in the country. They haven't lost a game in how many? 25 maybe? Is that right? Yeah, they went 25 games or something like that? They haven't won any – they haven't lost any games – 
And, they, you know, they're going on a three-year run where they just undefeated, man. I mean, so I'm looking at it from a standpoint of you can actually beat a team like that in your home stadium with all these recruits in there. If you win, that means that the crowd is going to be insane. If you win, that means it's going to be an epic night in Knoxville, Tennessee. And having an epic night like that in Knoxville with all those recruits there, yes, it makes a difference. Would this be bigger than the Alabama game last year? Yeah, because this is the state, these are the two-time defending champions. It would be bigger, in my opinion. I think they put that they might put the, the goalpost in the in the river again. So I'm just saying. No, I got gotcha. you. It, it, it'll be amazing. You know, you, you're beating the number one team in the country two years running. They've won two national championships back to back, and they're undefeated right now. So yeah. yeah. Fred, if you're looking for insurance coverage in the state of Georgia, Georgia, how do people get a hold of you? They they can give us a phone call at 770-381-0367. They can also look us up on, on Instagram and Facebook um, under Fred White Allstate. Um, we're actually also on X under the same thing. Just Google my name as well when you come to looking for our insurance. We are willing to help with anything from home, auto, boat, uh, RVs, um, you name it, life insurance, um, estate planning, all those things. So we can help with all, any and everything. And it's we have December is coming up. You know, the shopping season is here. Black Friday is coming up next week as well, Thanksgiving. So if you want to save some money and help, let us help you with that part of it, trying to help you save some money on your home or your auto insurance, maybe it'll buy a few extra gifts. Maybe it'll buy you one for yourself. <laughs> but um, just give us a call. All right. I know uh, you're going to jump in there, Caleb. Um, somebody on the message board did post this as I want to, I bring this up really quickly, Caleb, and then you go where you want to go. Uh, Katusa93 says, keeping Nico in bubble wrap is not the answer. So I did a little bit of digging. And uh, guess how much weight Nico has um, has gained to this point? Fred, do you want to guess how much weight he's gained since January? Probably 20, 25 pounds. You nailed it, 20 pounds. The guy is 20 pounds heavier so he comes in to tennessee at about 206 so we're talking about a guy who's about 226 now uh caleb you've defended nico and not playing because of his frailty does that change your thoughts whatsoever actually he came to tennessee at 196 so okay so let's put him we're in like, yeah, you're we're right at that, 200. That, yeah, that, so that was the ESPN's number, and I think they had it wrong as well. So you got him at, let's say it's 216 now. Yeah, 216. I still don't think that's where he needs to be, and I think he needs another offseason of conditioning before he's ready to start. And I think the coaches have been right to stick with Milton this year. And I think th- there was, I think, I think there was no reason to throw him out this year and risk long-term injuries. And, Fred, people try to bring up uh, – Peyton Manning was able to come out and he was a lot smaller in 1994. But at the same time, the offensive line for Tennessee in 1994 was one of the best offensive lines in history. So I think that you're correct on that. You're correct on that. And they also had two stellar running backs in behind him and um, little man Stewart and also uh, Aaron Hayden and and your backup, your third string running back was Jay Graham. And you had receivers like Joey Kent and um, Corey Fleming and those guys, you had a whole, group of guys who were veterans. Now, I think 
people don't pay attention to a lot of different things. And I, I had to go back and start looking at it myself. I know we jumped out to a really good, you know, start with Josh and all, this, all those type of things. We won some games that we really didn't think we were going to win. We were excited to win those games. But then you look at what you lost. You lost a first-round tackle, somebody you cannot replace. You lost a quarterback. You lost a receiver that was the best receiver in the country. And then you lost a receiver that was probably better than him if he doesn't get injured. So you lost three major key players on your football team, not to mention that we don't have the same stockpile of of talent that Alabama or Georgia had because they've been ranked in the top five every year when it comes to recruiting. We're we're just getting back to being in the top ten in recruiting. So there's a little bit of a difference when it comes to those things. And I'm not trying to say we don't have talent on our squad. And to the original part of this conversation was about Nico. I'm happy that Nico has gained some weight. And I think, you know, that's great. I, I look at it from the standpoint of will he be ready next year? You don't burn a red shirt from a kid now. It doesn't make sense to. I mean, him playing in one game doesn't burn his red shirt. Um, you saw what he could do in a game. Now he can build for the next season. I think everybody knows what they saw, and we saw, you know, I think a kid's going to be pretty good. But you got two games left. Finish this season out and get better. Did anyone think we were going to win a national championship this year? I mean, had hope, absolutely, but did we think so, actually? I don't think anyone thought we could win a national championship this year. However, yeah, I think for, that's what you're playing for. Fred, can I play, play devil's advocate for a second? If, mm-hmm. if Nico needs his – and he was listed at 206 for the record on UT's website now. So they've, they've got a mistake on theirs. I'll try to get the final weight. But anyway, he's up 20 pounds since he showed up at Tennessee. Um, if they need a red shirt for Nico, he's – I mean, I hate to say this, but he's kind of a bust. That's not a bust. Okay. Just because you're a five-star don't mean you come in and be a, be ready to play immediately. A lot of guys who come in – just I don't like the – star system name how many five stars become first round draft picks uh not many yeah not many not many not many guys come in as five-star recruit and they're the first round pick first pick of the draft or top 10 pick or first round pick period they're not so i don't take i don't care what you did in high school it's what you do in college everybody's good in college in high school everybody's not good Sometimes you're just better than everybody else because you're the most talented in your area. That doesn't mean you're the best in the country. You got millions of players playing football all across the country. And somebody's going out and looking at these kids and saying, hey, if you come on my program, (laughs) we're going to say you're a five-star recruit. That don't make you a five-star recruit. That means nothing to me. That's hogwash. Show me what you do when you get on on campus. That's what back in the day when when we played – Guys will tell you, you're a freshman. You don't have a say in nothing. You come in and you do your job. As Philip Fulmer used to say, they go from prospects to suspects. And he didn't mean the legal system. He just meant you're suspect of whether or not they could play. A Fred's appearance brought to you by Herald Group Security Solutions, leadership experience specializations, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, making your children safer one school at a time. We're in private schools now. We're going to get in public schools. Go to your school administrator and say, you got to call Herald Group Security Solutions. Let's avoid some of the tragedies that have marred our uh, country in recent history. Also, we've had workplace issues, as you're aware of. We can make those safer as well. Herald Group Security Solutions. Tell them off the hook sports sent you. Caleb? Fred, um, 
I wanted to ask you uh, just generally, you know, when you were at Tennessee, there was a different time. Tennessee was in a much better position than Georgia was. Um, you know, Tennessee didn't have, according to Mercedes Hamilton, a drunk for a head coach and, <laughs> and things like that. Um, but I, even though it was a totally different era where I don't think at the time, I don't know if Georgia was as much considered a rivalry, was it still personal for you guys to make sure that you guys always owned Georgia specifically? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Hands down. Basically because how they botched some of our recruiting. I mean, you tell Jamal Lewis that you don't want him, you want Jasper Saints. You think Jamal Lewis didn't go into that game knowing he was going to outrush, I mean, he was going to try to give you every piece of what you thought he wasn't? I mean, was Leon that, Grant. Help Same me, that, because that actually happened. And for those that don't remember Jasper Saints, he was a good but not great tailback. Jamal Lewis was an elite tailback. But, but he was rated higher than Jamal Lewis. Yeah. Go figure that. So when we're talking about five-star recruits again, I don't care what you did in high school. Amen. Amen. Uh, the, the ratings, one thing. For guys like me to be off, that's one thing. But even Georgia, was it – I can't remember. Was it Drunken Ray Golf or was it uh, Jim Donnan who – decided to go Jasper Sanks over Jamal Lewis. That was Drunken Ray Golf. I think that right? may have been Drunken Ray Golf. Yeah, I think, <laughs> was drunk, I think that was Drunken Ray Golf. I'm pretty sure. He was clearly <laughs> drunk on that. <laughs> Freddie's never Ray Golf again. He's Drunken Ray Golf forever and ever. Yeah, We're going to take that. We're going to take the title name. away from – I mean, Spurrier was the one who made up the title Ray Goof, and we're taking the funny title away from Spurrier. <laughs> and so um, – I've actually never heard of that one. Yeah, Ray uh, Spurrier at a – and one of his little quips that he used to do in the 90s, he was at some booster meeting and he didn't know it would get out. And he referred to Ray Golf as Ray Goof to some people. <laughs> um, but which, by the way, I think Spurrier misses, missed Ray Golf more than anybody because if anybody had had fun just beating up on a coach, it was Spurrier having fun beating up on Ray Golf. But um, Fred, <laughs> the reason I like in the future, obviously, we know the divisions are going away. We don't know who Tennessee is going to play annually, but how much does somebody like you really hope that Georgia stays on this, on the schedule on an annual basis? I mean, I would, how do you break that up? That That's, I mean, that's, that's just like playing Alabama. It's like playing Florida every year. Why would you break up Georgia, Tennessee? That doesn't make the sense. The SEC's, if they go to nine games, they're only going to allow three permanent rivals. So, and I think they that have to keep be one Vanderbilt. of your permanent rivals. They, they apparently is, is with Vanderbilt actually a rival though. I mean, they're going to keep Vanderbilt state situation, but it's actually a rival. It's not a rival. I think you, you keep Alabama and Tennessee. You keep Georgia, Tennessee. I think that's more important than keeping Florida. Well, actually, I don't know how you get rid of Georgia, Florida, or Alabama. That's just ridiculous if you ask me. But uh, I'm 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 with you on that. I think the numbers are gonna work against Tennessee. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's get to Four Downs. Four Downs is right now, and it's brought to you by our friends at the Hemp House. We're going to break down... 
Fred White's knowledge of how Tennessee needs to upset Georgia and what exactly they need to do. Four Downs is brought to you by our friends at the Hemp House. And they go, look, the big orange crunch. Here we go. It is Four Downs right now. Four Downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. 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 Downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Before we get rolling, I'm curious, Fred, uh, I'm going to ask you four keys to the game. And I wonder if they would be your number one key, if any of them, if I if I hit the nail on the head or I missed the mark. So what would be your number one key before we break down some keys for Tennessee beating Georgia on Saturday? Well, for one, when it comes to our defense, we have to be able to stop the run. If Georgia gets that running game going, now you got play action pass working with that big tight end that they have. Um, he can get open on his own. We don't need to help him with those things. Um, also, being able to get pressure on the quarterback. I think those are the things that, that have helped you, but you got to get them in long down and distance in order to be able to do so. Um, that means stopping the run early. And as well, when it comes on the offensive side of the ball, you actually have to, you have to, without <laughs> question, put points on the board when you have an opportunity to. And I'm not talking about three points. If you get in the red zone, you need to put the ball in the end zone. Um, Field goals won't win this game. It might win one at the end of it, but you have to be in position in order to do so. Uh, You have to put points on the board. We need to score some points. Um, And that means we got to be able to extend the football field, extend the field when it comes to throwing the ball. Vertical passing games need to be on point. Um, which opens up some of our running game because Georgia has a good running defense. Their rushing defense is pretty good. So you got to look at, look at those things and try to figure out how do we neutralize that defensive line, and we don't want them to start teeing off on us because we're long down in distance. But I think sometimes the pass opens up the run, and we're going to need that to happen in this game so those safeties are not in the box when it comes to a running game. Uh, we need to keep them out of the, run, out of the box by throwing the ball down the field vertically yep. and testing their defense. I like all that. Uh, Four Downs brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Go to Hemp House Chat with two Ts.com. Hemp House Chat with two Ts.com. And again, they've got the big orange crunch. What should we do here, Coop? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. Okay, well, people have done that. What about first down? Coop here. First down. Thank you, Coop. The running game. Tennessee needs to best Georgia by how many rushing yards at the end of the game to beat the number one ranked Bulldogs? Fred? Man, it, by one yard. Every game that we've outrushed the other team, we've actually won the game. Yep. So, and if you go back and you look at the entire season that we've played, every game, every team we've outrushed, we've won. So if we beat them by one yard rushing, I feel like we could win the game. Yep, I, I can't argue with that, Caleb. Any any thoughts on that? If Tennessee out outrushes Georgia by even one yard, I think they've got a much better chance of winning this football game. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on Fred's side there because that also means that one of the keys is for Tennessee not to get torched on the ground themselves, which is kind of what Georgia did to them last year. So mm-hmm. if they're outrushing Georgia, that's a, that's a huge, huge great first sign for Tennessee. And it also helps us with when it comes to um, time of possession as well. Keeping yep. our defense off the football field and keeping them fresh. What yep. down, Coop? Cooper Mays here. 
second down. All right, I've got written down no Joe mistakes, but everybody makes mistakes in a game. I'm going to say no big Joe mistakes. And it, the Dylan Sampson fumble, that just happens. I understand that. Uh, last week when you bumped into the, the running back. And, you know, things are going to happen. But this is the game where things don't need to happen. Big things that hurt you, such as turnovers. And Fred was one of the first to point out in September when I was kind of eh on Joe that he wasn't turning the ball over. That hasn't been consistent through the season. But, man, if you go against the number one team in the nation, Fred, you're you're going to struggle if you turn the ball over. True. But I, in a game like this, you have two games left in the season. Two games. That's it. Georgia, Vanderbilt, throw the kitchen sink at him. If he makes a mistake in this game, it don't matter anyway. You got two games left. The most important, more important thing, though, is don't go forward on fourth down on your side of the 30, <laughs> on your side of the 50. I'm just being honest. That, that, that'll kill your defense when it comes to anything. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of I don't care about how many turnovers he – I don't turn him loose. Turn him loose, coach. This is the last game of the season, really, because Vanderbilt, you should win anyway. Turn him loose. Throw everything at him. Everything but the kitchen sink. You can actually throw that in, too, and the toilet. And the toilet and uh, the the other the vanity uh, you can throw that in as as well. So that leads me to uh, third down. Is that right, Coop? What down we got? Cooper Mays here, second down. Oh. Tennessee center Cooper Mays here, third down. Uh, linebacker play. I felt like I watched the Missouri game last year, and Elijah Herring was chasing a lot of people. Um, how important is it for Tennessee's front seven? in general to create some havoc and to be more disciplined in their run fits and gaps? Uh, well, I know we're probably going to have a situation where the guy that's is a mismatch for everybody when it comes to Bowers, their tight end. However, our front seven plays key because I feel like we need to be able to get pre- pressure up front on this quarterback. And also early run down blitzes. First, second down blitzes for run game. I think those are things you're going to have to do. But you, when you come on blitzes, you have to make the play. Somebody has to step up and make a play. Um, I don't feel like you sit back in zone in this game. I feel like you bring it on first and second downs because it's rundowns. And then you give Georgia the opportunity to try to adjust, and you change it up in the second half. Um, but I think getting them in long down and distance, not just with your front four, um, your front seven is going to be very paramount. And that's bringing your linebackers inside. Um, rushing outside with your with your nickel and those type of things to be able to bring some pressure and just run pressure. Run blitzes are going to be key in this game if we can do so. For those that didn't see that Sunday show with Fred, uh, brought to you by our friends at Herald Group Security Solutions, one of the things that we, we talked about briefly after the UConn game is Tennessee played an awful lot of zone and didn't even really zone blitz. And I know, Fred, that that was a bit perplexing to you. That that's not what you want to do against Georgia, right? You got to bring some pressure. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think this is your last chance to show what you can do, and you're at home, so you will have the crowd behind you. So you you throw everything at them, everything. It's not a game you sit back and do just a regular game plan. I think this is one of those where every excited blitz I have, I'm bringing it. Every last one, everything that's in my toolbox, I'm taking it out. Love it, man. If, That's hot. If that doesn't get you excited, <laughs> I don't know 
what it takes. All right, and last one, Caleb, this one's yours. All SEC center Cooper Mays here, fourth down. That's hot. <laughs> what <are> you- <laughs> oh, Paris Hilton for you on this Friday. Hey, man, I think you just added the, the, the extra two X's to, um, to X when you did that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Follow us on X or XXX. That's, <laughs> That's where the White Hooker Show could go. <laughs> um, um, hilarious so Fred let's talk a little bit about just the simple fact of pride and because you're right they can't win a championship this year now that's that's out the window but where where do you from where do you see this team is from a pride perspective do you see one of those teams like do you remember 2011 Kentucky when Tyler Bray and Rick Rogers and yes I'm going to call them out decided I don't want to go to a bowl game so we're going to lose to Kentucky and do you see that with this team, or do you see, no, we lost last week, but we have a lot of pride and we want to finish strong? No, but I feel like we have a whole different – when the difference maker is the leadership. Leadership is your head coach. I don't see guys doing that with Josh. I, I can see that them doing it with the coaches they had previously to that. I mean, that who was the coach again? Name his name. What is his name? What's his name? Derek Dooley. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one that was trying to tell you about how to take a shower. Come on, man. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that was really, I mean, that was a very bizarre. I wouldn't moment. want to play for him either. But no, I mean, I think you have some pride in yourself. But this this group is different. This is your leadership. Your leadership says something completely different. Your, yeah, this Ca- leadership says let's go out and win, try to win every game. Uh, Caleb can appreciate that. We we kind of walked away from that whole shower press conference as like is bizarro uh caleb wants to ask about josh Dobbs, which i'm glad we're going to work in before we get your pick because he not only is the story of the nfl he's kind of the poster child in in some ways um he was on the uh the uh, twitter page uh, of the nfl uh he's just been an incredible story he's hard not to love and appreciate um Caleb, you want to you wanna tee up uh, Fred for Josh Dobbs? I think I kind of already did. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to ask you, Fred, how, you know, as a former of all, how gratifying is it to see a guy like Josh Dobbs who, you know, he set for six years as a journeyman in the NFL paying his dues and was part of an era. We talk about bad head coaches. Josh Dobbs was single-handedly uplifting Butch Jones for two years by himself, basically. Yeah. And – and then uh, you, the year after Dobbs left was when Butch Jones had his meltdown and said that Shy Tuttle fell on a helmet. Um, but what does it mean to you to see a former ball like Josh Dobbs finally, after working so hard getting his shot and really making the most of it as a, as a quarterback? I, I hate calling him former ball. Once a ball, always evolve ball for life, baby. But um, and by the way, and by the way, Fred is the one who started VFL. It wasn't Derek Comb My Hair Dooley. It definitely was not Derek Comer here, Dooley, or the orange <laughs> pants, or anything, or the shower guy. Absolutely was not him. I guarantee you that. Um, and I have receipts, like Deion Sanders says. I keep receipts. <laughs> 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 but I'm happy for Josh. I think Josh is a first of all, he's a great football player, but he's an even more phenomenal person. Very smart, intelligent kid. I think he is one of the most impressive guys I've ever seen that came through the University of Tennessee. Might be one of the smartest to ever come through and play football at Tennessee as well. Um, I'm happy for him. He picks up these offenses like it's nothing. 
And it's that that's just, I mean, you think about it. The game he played in Minnesota, he hadn't even taken a snap from the center. <laughs> I mean, he didn't know any the, he didn't know any of the receivers' names. It's not like he could say he didn't Bob. know anyone on the team's name. It's not like he could say Bob run a dig route, be like, who the hell is Bob? Yeah, I, I, I'm very impressed with him, and I'm happy for him. And I'm, I'm I know right now that Cleveland lost their quarterback for the rest of the season. And he was on their he was with them preseason. I know they're probably kicking themselves right now because they need a quarterback. And I think Josh is getting an opportunity, and even though he's on the team right now. That when Ju- when Kirk Cousins comes back. He may still be the starting quarterback because he's highly paid and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. However, does he come back to be the same quarterback? But I think Josh doing what he's doing right now, someone is looking at Josh and thinking, you know what, this kid may be an option for us. And I'm I'm happy to see him with talent around him. That Minnesota football team is talented. They're not even they don't even have their best receiver um, in Jefferson. Jefferson's not playing yet. So just imagine what that offense is going to look like with Jefferson in the, back at the receiver position for him. That gives them an extra weapon. I think the teams that have, have signed Josh didn't have a lot of weapons around him. And I'm happy that he's getting an opportunity to show what he can do if he has weapons around him. Yeah, and it's funny. You go to a place like the Cowboys where the owner falls in love with you and you've got a job forever. Is Dak Prescott uh, that much more talented than the Josh Dobbs? I'll say something that, Fred, you may think is crazy. And you know ball way, 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 way better than me. I would, as a Cowboys fan, I would take a Josh Dobbs over a Dak Prescott because I know what I'm going to get each and every week with Dak I, up and down. Thoughts? I'd like to see what he could do with that offense that they have, the talent they have. You got C.D. Lamb. You got a running back in the backfield. You got a good tight end. You got a good defense. You got a good team overall. I'd love to see Josh in something like that. But, hey, man, I'm good. I'm happy with where Josh is right now. I am too. I am too. Uh, but that's kind of my ultimate compliment is uh, I would – would like to see him be a cowboy instead uh, when it comes to I'm going to say this now. After watching Buffalo the other night, Josh may be the best Josh starting at quarterback in the NFL right now. <laughs> Golly, that it's dude's weird. weird, Josh Allen. Isn't he, Fred? It's like he wants to be Brett Favre. Does he know that Brett Favre threw like 300 interceptions? Yeah, but Brett Favre is also still in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, but would he you also rather, stole okay, the welfare you... piece in Michigan to Mississippi. So, you know. Let me ask you this, Fred. Yeah. Would you rather be would you rather have Troy Aikman's career, three Super Bowls, not considered the the God's greatest gift to strong arm passers, and you don't have the numbers that Brett Favre has, but you also didn't turn the ball over 300 times? Who would you rather be? But also I'm looking at it from a different standpoint when you look at Troy Eggman, you look at what he had on his football team. You talk about an offensive line that all of them are pretty much in the Hall of Fame, some of the greatest players to ever play the game. And the one of the best running backs, arguably the best running back to ever play the game, as well as one of the best receivers. I mean, and tight end is also in the Hall of Fame, receiver in the Hall of Fame, running back. In, is a, you probably shouldn't throw that many interceptions with a team like that. That's true. Sterling Sharp wasn't bad, though. I think you would agree with it. this. That that Packers team with a few less Brett Favre interceptions should have won more than one Super Bowl. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. Yeah. I can agree with that, yes. All right. Give me well, a picture of Brett Favre that is not flattering was also intercepted by the public. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's out in the ether now. <laughs> oh, I can guarantee about... you Troy Aikman would never send a picture like that. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about little Brett? That's hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was... This was coming off the rails, fellas. <laughs> what do you think of that, Peyton? They're like, that is total bullshit. All right. 
<laughs> Give me a pick for this game. Tell me why I'm crazy or right that I've got Tennessee winning this football game 31 to 28. Wow, you're very close to my score. 33-31 is what my score is in this Tennessee winning the game. But I'm going to say this. I think the play on the football field is going to be very major. But the other major part of this game is going to be our crowd being in the game. We need to be able to make to make Georgia call two timeouts each half for just being loud so they can't hear each other and communicate with each other. Those are things I think is going to help us, help us in this game. Now, our team does have to play well in order for us to, to get to that point, but we do need our crowd to be as loud as possible in this game. This is the last chance for you to get your vocal cords out of whack. Give it every chance, everything you got. Everything you got. If you need to have a shot before, a beer before, or popcorn, whatever you need, grab it real quick and get yourself ready because I need you to be as loud as possible when it comes to Saturday. Amen. Meth, ecstasy, cocaine, <laughs> whatever you need. Get now, out there. I didn't say that. That's all day, guys. <laughs> That's the hooker part of this show. What, Not you the probably need. <laughs> what you probably need is the big orange crunch. Use the promo oh, code. Want on him it's an uppity uh him <laughs> chat with two t's.com uh him chat with two t's.com fred have a uh, blessed weekend i know it's special for you uh, i'm sure you're going to be at the game and it being the uh tennessee georgia game you being from georgia and doing so much for tennessee i'm sure it's pretty cool man so uh have a blessed week and be safe sir yes sir you do the same man you guys have a good one and go balls baby Absolutely love that guy. Fred White joining us week in and week out. Brought to you in part by Harold Group Security Solutions. Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler. Looking for affordable game day jewelry? How about the Fire Opals? A Tennessee tradition. Go to rickterryjewelry.com. Rickterryjewelry.com. And so you change gears a little bit. We want to get to prop bets next. And this has actually become one of my favorite segments on the show because uh, prop bets when it comes to the Tennessee Georgia game are pretty interesting to me. And it uh, provides some illustration of how I'm going to, uh, how I see the game playing out. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you Tennessee wins. So 31, 28. That's hot. All right. Sports treasures carrying over 5 million sports treasures and so much more follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. Go to facebook.com and go to sports treasures TN that's sports treasures TN followed them for those daily updates. And in exactly two minutes, we are going to get to the prop bets. Hang tight. Press that like and subscribe button. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. 
Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's your pair. These mountains hold and defend a spirit far better than moonshine. A drink that holds flavor that becomes necessity. A hard cider made and relished by folk who are as hearty as they are legend. A refreshment that can only be found in one place. With a taste that makes you say, give me three bottles of the good stuff. Tennessee Cider Company, where necessity can be found. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. Objective coverage. Hey, that's new. If we get caught, we're going to jail. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. I'm going to need to see some identification. Back to Dave Hooker. All right, you like games? How about some prop bets? And I want to hear your thoughts on the message board as Caleb Calhoun is going to present some prop bets for us. And I'm going to tell you if he's right, wrong, or insane with, hey now, or, that's crazy, or, you suck, or, maybe even, Peyton. They're like, that is total bullshit. And if Caleb's really ready to go out on a limb, maybe Paris Hilton. That's hot. All right. So what do we got? Do Hank Kingsley and Paris Hilton back to back. Because I could just picture those two sounds coming together uh, after a fun time in the bedroom. Hey now. That's hot. All right. It's hard to do because they're on two different screens, but duly noted, I will. Paris, and then you go to Kingsley. Because Paris is saying that's hot, and he's like, hey, that's now. Hot. hey, now. Two different screens, but I'll do my best. All right. Uh, sports Treasures carrying over 5 million Sports Treasures. Go to Facebook. Follow them on Sports Treasures. TN, let's get to prop bets. What do you got? Number one, I haven't even looked in the story on offthehooksports.com. By the way, Jimmy Himes going up. But the reason I don't want to look is because, well, I mean, I've read Jimmy's story. He's fantastic. But I don't want to look at Caleb's story because I want to be surprised i want to actually respond in a genuine sense so here we go caleb calhoun what's the first prop bet for tennessee georgia okay so the first prop bet guys who's ready for this how about squirrel white how about squirrel white scoring a touchdown oh well that's easy they tried to work him into the game last week but joe missed him on the slant route um, and he got hurt couple, for a bit. And there he got hurt for a little bit. And um, really, I don't think we've we've said enough about Jalen Wright and Squirrel no, White. Squirrel I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've said enough about Jalen Wright and Squirrel White who got banged up in, in that contest and threw Tennessee for a loop. They're just not a plug-and-play team yet roster-wise. So I don't think we've really talked about that enough. I mean, the week kind of flies by, Caleb. But I think it was clear that Squirrel White was going to be a major part of that game plan before he got banged up and then Joe missed him. So I think that's I think that's easy to not say that Squirrel White will score a touchdown would be. That's crazy. All right. What else you got? All right. So I also have coming after this. Here's my hottest take. And Dave, you're still a believer in him. I still I remember the Tua injury, though. And that's why I just would say 
in terms of odds, Brock Bowers is is going to have less than 55.5 yards receiving. He's not going to have 55.5 yards receiving in this game. Hey, now. I agree with that because I thought he was used as a bit of a decoy last week against Ole Miss. I think he still had a couple of catches. Um, but I think he's been used as a decoy for two reasons. One, he um, garners that sort of respect. But two, is he 100% back from – was it a high ankle sprain, Caleb? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that he's 100% back from that. So I think you've seen um, Georgia – handle him a little bit differently don't get me wrong he's still one of the top five best players and i, I give him a knockdown because it is tight end no offense jacob but he's one of the top five best players in college football he is i mean we're talking i mean he could be the next travis kelsey easily in the nfl if we're being honest um and hey taylor swift give brock bowers a call if you're if you're trying to go to for the rising star and not the washed up one <laughs> taylor but, uh, swift by the way who would you rather have at your game? We'll discuss that a little bit later. Taylor Swift or Dolly Parton? Don't tell I mean, me yet. Don't tell me yet. All right. One what do you got? What's, what's your next prop bet? All right. So uh, the next one, Lad McConkey over. He's going to go over 65 and a half receiving yards because with Brock Bowers hurt or not fully healthy, I think, and with Kamal Haddon not out there for Tennessee, I just think George is going to target Ladd McConkey a lot. And so I think he's going to go over 65 and a half receiving yards. 65 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Yeah. All right. Number two. I think this one's an easy one, actually. Carson Beck is going to go under 285 and a half passing yards. And here's why. And I'm going to break this down real quick. If Georgia wins this game, it'll be because they dominated and controlled the clock, right? They're not even going to throw that much. If they lose this game, it'll be because Carson Beck played horrendous. Either way, he's not getting the 285 and a half yards in this game. I tend to agree with that. Hey We're now. getting a lot of Hank Kingsley. So I'll give you a hey now on that. And number one, made it last week, going to make it again this week. He didn't use his legs enough last week, so they're going to call him to use it more this week. Joe Milton's going over 22 and a half rushing yards, particularly with Jalen Wright hurt. Oh my gosh, he has, hey he has to. I mean, Tennessee's not winning this game if he doesn't. All right, so, so who would you rather? You? Who would you? What's that? What's the lock for you of all those ones I pick? What's the biggest lock? And I think you agreed with me on all five. But... Uh, yeah, your first one. What was your first one again? Squirrel White scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I think that's a lock. If he doesn't, then this offense is in a funk, uh, like it was at Missouri. And I think that's a real concern. Okay, so message board, be honest. Would you rather have Taylor Swift or your game or Dolly Parton? Or Molly Cyrus. Or Molly Cyrus. I love Miley, too. Molly's rocking some covers recently. Have you heard her doing some Zeppelin stuff? I'll start sending it. If you like Molly, she is doing some stuff on some YouTube. She did, uh, uh, what's the Glass song? Uh, Heart of Glass by Blondie. Oh. That girl can well. That, that's definitely Miley's like lane because she's got kind of the rocker voice, if you think about it, the little raspy rocker voice. That's actually the perfect lane for Miley. Look, I'm biased. It's going to be Taylor Swift for me because I love Taylor Swift. Okay. Right. And also, also, Dave, if you're a Tennessee fan for recruiting purposes, if Taylor Swift's at your game, that's all they're going to cover for like a week. So you'll get a that's ton true. of topics. <laughs> that's true. I'm going to say Dolly. I think it's awesome. She's going to be there and she's going to sing Rocky Top. When's the last time she's done that or has she ever? I mean, surely to goodness she did. I'm sure she's done it before in the past. 
Um, Dolly does a lot of EDM stuff now, and I'm a big EDM fan, so she gets on like EDM songs. Just What's EDM? Electronic dance music. You, mm, your generation mm, called it. Mm, yes, mm, Dolly mm, got got on a couple songs with uh, Cheat Codes and Galantis. Um, Cheat Codes had an album called One Night in Nashville where they decided to combine EDM with like country. So they spent like a whole year in Nashville and just like worked with country artists to like with EDM tracks. And Dolly was on there. Mister says cool. uh, Double D Dolly. I think you're selling her a little bit short. To be real honest with you, just Double D's. That's hot. All right, so let's drink. <laughs> talking about it, I mean, uh, but, from, from, but also it's playing Georgia, which, as we know, had one of the greatest lines in the history of music when Ludacris was on Usher's song, yeah, and said, "Let's drink. You're the one to please." Ludacris filled cups like double D's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, can I tell you? Uh, <laughs> can I tell you my my best Dolly story that ties into Tennessee football? So sure. who was who was the great PA announcer for Neyland Stadium for a number of years? Do you remember who that was? No, his name I was not. his name was Bobby Denton, and I'm sure you remember that on the message board. So around about the early 2000s, they had the 50th year anniversary of WIVK, which is the flagship station of the Ball Network and one of the most successful radio stations, country or otherwise, period, end of discussion in the history of radio. Like literally, it won the CMA station of the uh, a year award in medium-sized market for like six years. So Bobby Denton, the PA announcer of Neyland Stadium, Gets up there and he's the MC. He's running this whole thing. He's the GM and he's comfortable doing it. And Bobby's just, uh, and it was an incredible, incredible event. The 50th anniversary. They had all kinds of country music acts that I didn't know. But I remember he introduced Dolly and he said, and Dolly gets up there and she said, I certainly hope that you all have appreciated Bobby in your life because I tried my best to take him away and marry him but he was too in love with racing cars. He used to be the PA announcer at Talladega Super Speedway as well. And so I asked Bobby after that, I'm like, is it true? And he goes, I really like cars back then. And he really turned down Dolly Parton during her prime, like nine to five time for Talladega Super Speedway. Thoughts, Caleb Calhoun? That's pretty awesome. That's a pretty it nice pretty awesome, that's, isn't it? That's, that's that's hashtag swag. I uh, mean, that's hashtag super swag. Taking a Dolly Barton and saying, "Love you, babe. Get on your way." All right, because I got to go down to Tallahassee. Nick Adams. Super Nick Adams would consider that an alpha male move. Oh yeah, that's right up Twitter there. Troll. That's right up there with Han Solo uh, when Princess you, Leia I says, "I love you," and he goes, "I know." You know what would make it? You know what would made it extra swag? Said, sorry, I can't do that. But if you let me finish calling this Talladega name, I'll take you to Hooters on a date afterward. <laughs> Can you imagine working at Hooters and Dolly walks in? You're you're totally you're totally beat right there. Don't you just you know change your garb and get out of there? You're not I mean, comparing you're with her. True. That's probably true. You're right. You're right. Got to do some. <laughs> I mean that that's the alpha male move. <laughs> Bobby was the absolute best. Uh Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so... Uh, where am I? Okay, um, Harbaugh accepts suspension. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has done that in a bizarre press conference uh, this week. He talked about fighting in it and everything, and then he started rambling on about all kinds of bizarre things. And it was like he was almost like tripping or something. I don't know if you watched that whole press conference. You also have the uh, courts have put the pause on the Pac-12. Uh, control and who can actually own that. What is the bigger deal between those uh, two factors as it pertains to the long-term health of college football? So Jim Harbaugh, by the way, took, by the way, he took five minutes to talk about his chickens that he got. Just talking about his little baby chickens. I've had chickens. I'm not going to waste five minutes of your life telling you about my chickens, especially not, I don't want to. T- I'm not going to tell you about uh, little Jerry, like from Jerry Seinfeld. I had one of my favorites, little Jerry. Did he get eaten by a chicken hawk? Yes. So who who? What's the parallel of that? I mean that that that's a Derek Dooley story if there ever was one, right? Telling a story about chickens. What he had that bamboo analogy, or he said, "Were remember when he compared Tennessee to the Nazis in World War II? And <laughs> yes, I'm the I, um, yeah, I'm the one that asked that question and set him up for all that stuff. Yeah, he didn't like me because I stood on the podium with him for the record, Caleb. Oh my god, really? Yeah, (laughs) next year they came out and said, Okay, no more standing on the elevated podium with the coach. And obviously, that was aimed towards me. Oh lord. So, all right, here's where I the bigger story right now that everybody's talking about is Jim Harbaugh because Michigan's in the running for the national title, he's not going to be on the sideline now for the Ohio State game. The way that the the way Sherrod Moore did the interview, you would think that Jim Harbaugh died last week because he was like, "This is for you, Jim." Oh, this is all for. It's like, oh my gosh, guys! Wait, just you were now that's the offensive lineman slash coordinator slash assistant coach that coached in place of him, and you were in love yeah. with him. You said he's the next uh, General Nealon, I think. No, I did not say that. I said he the is paralleling. I'm saying he's paralleling Philip Fulmer, stepping in for a legendary head coach. Who had and winning a game against a ranked team who was a four who was the line coach. And by the way, here's the way he's really similar to Fulmer. Major's run didn't like he didn't start winning SEC titles repetitively until Fulmer became offensive coordinator in 89, I believe. I don't know. I don't think Fulmer had much to do with that. I think the offense was just loaded with talent. And I think you agree with me on that. But um, yeah, do, do me this favor for a second. Ask me as Johnny Majors, okay, um, what comparisons there are between i can't even remember his name now the michigan coach and philip fulmer sharon moore and Mil- philip fulmer comparisons offensive coordinator steps in and you start no, winning ask, sec championships no ask Hold on. Me I, as, let, as, let, let me finish no, the comparisons then i'll ask you sorry offensive coordinator steps in starts winning at you start winning conference championships fills in as an interim coach beats a ranked team was a former line coach so johnny majors what do you think of the comparisons between sharon moore and philip fulmer? well well I don't, I don't i don't know yet but i tell you what uh, I'd be interested to know that, Coach Moore. Uh, does he like stabbing somebody in the back while you were working on your front? Uh, I was working on my heart, laying on a surgeon's table and getting stabbed in the back by one of my coaches. And that son of a, I 
Yep. Uh, is this on the record? That's how those conversations went. Oh, I could believe that. I could totally believe that. But Dave, long time, time I got to be time where I called The time where I called, this was pretty classic. I, the time where I called Johnny Majors and I said, I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, you've done so much with the university and now Philip Fulmer was just named AD. This is a few years ago. And uh, he says, what? <laughs> he didn't know it yet. And I said, yeah, he's been that son of a <laughs> and every curse word you can imagine and then it was that's not on the record right <laughs> typically it goes the other way around when it you does. tell somebody that it's off the record you say that first but i was like coach uh, he's the only person i ever called coach only coach i ever called coach and i said uh man you know i love you i appreciate you i'm not gonna write any of that because if so it would be so incendiary that he had really repaired his his reputation um, because every golf tournament, some guy from the Gallatin Times Free Press would come up and say, hey, what do you think about Philip Fulmer? What's he supposed to say? He's the guy that took his job. Yeah. Is that's he like asking. Say, yeah. Is he supposed to say, oh, he looks great. I think he's losing weight. He is awesome. <laughs> no, I yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so, Dave, I want to know my getting back to the topic of Harbaugh, though, real quick, because this is the, the reason the Harbaugh story is the bigger deal now is because Michigan could go to the college football playoff. But I think this the suspension, they accepted it to try to get the NCAA and the Big Ten off their back. They think this will help. But, Dave, I think the bigger long-term story is this Pac-12 lawsuit. Because what we're forgetting is Washington and Oregon are going to the Big Ten next year. And so are USC and UCLA. And they're supposed to be major contributors to the Big Ten. What happens if Washington and Oregon go an entire year, which is this year, without getting any money from their sports because Washington State and Oregon State say, well, we completely control the Pac-12, and we've decided that we're going to get all give all the revenue to ourselves since you guys have no say since you're leaving the Pac-12. That Now, there was a stay on that order yesterday, but that's going to keep going up the courts. What happens if Washington State and Oregon State win that lawsuit? Uh, ask me that as Johnny Majors. What happens if Washington State and Oregon State win the lawsuit? Oh, I'll tell you. Teams move around, conference to conference. Back in 1920, there was the Triple AC. And if you remember that, you had Georgia Tech make the move to the now defunct Horizon Pacific Ocean Conference. And then that guy could go back 100 years, literally 100 years. And I remember him telling me how Lane Kiffin wasn't the only coach to leave after the short time. And he decided off the top of his head, guys going back to the twenties, you would have loved him, Caleb. You two, I mean, oh, he would, I can you two would have just yeah. hung out for the history, history aspect of it. All right. I also go. love alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, so curiously cute. though, what's <laughs> I don't know what to say. He cleaned that up later in life. <laughs> I, I, all coaches liked alcohol back then. He wasn't like like Bear Bryant. I mean, did Bear did Bear Bryant ever not have a bottle of whiskey? Like in his, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Bear Bryant was drinking on the sideline, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he definitely used to smoke cigarettes leaning against the goalpost before the game. I'm just thinking how weird that is to be smoking around athletes. Ugh. Uh, so by the way, my- Smoky Mountain Red says get some blackened whiskey. Uh, Caleb, that is the new whiskey by Metallica, who who has become a marketing machine that I got sucked into. But the music's still good, so I'm fond of that. All right, let me so, let me hear your pick, or what do you got? 
No, no, I need it. I still need your take. What's a bigger deal long term? The fact that the Pac-12 could lose this lawsuit in Washington State and Oregon State just take total control or this Jim Harbaugh suspension. I think long term, it's what could happen to Washington and Oregon because that could wreck the Big Ten in the future. If you well, I mean, I do, too. Money. I think that giving any two schools or one school power is kind of silly. But I mean, what I mean. But they left the Pac-12. What's that? So the what the whole this doesn't matter for the future. It's this year. Washington State and Oregon State are basically saying we should have the right to divvy up all the revenue produced by the Pac-12 this year, since we're the only Pac-12 schools remaining and we haven't left. So we're the only ones that should have the right. Meaning they could just legitimately take all the revenue from Washington and the other schools and say, if you don't like this, you shouldn't have let the Pac-12. This sounds exactly like something I would do. I mean, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> if, you, if if somebody bailed on me. Um, I, I, yes, I would take care of what's contractually obligated, but after that, sorry, it's dirty pool. I play to win. <laughs> I would go after it. I would, would you go after that money? I mean, yeah, I don't blame them. I'm saying what type of impact does it have if they win the case and do get all the money? Does that, okay. does that wreck Washington and USC as athletic programs? Does that end them? Can they survive with a whole year of no revenue? Um, it doesn't help. Why didn't you mention UCLA for the record? USC, I mean, Washington, UCLA, USC, and Oregon, all four schools, all four okay. going to the Big Ten. And by the way, the other schools, too, the other four that are going, Cal, Stanford to the ACC, Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado and Utah to the Big 12, all of them could go a whole year without making any money based on what Washington State and Oregon State decide to do because of the Pac-12 bylaws. And Probably doesn't wreck it, Caleb, but it's the same thing that Texas A&M is going at, going through right now with that much of influx of cash out. I mean, that's a lot of that would be like roughly, I'm guessing, in the 60 to 80 million dollar range would be their TV deal. Correct me if I'm wrong for one yeah, year. Probably something like that. Somewhere in that. I mean, that's that's a that's a big Nike will just deal. front the calls for Oregon. Won't they? Nike will just offset the whole year. They're like, all right, here's a check for whatever money you lost for a year. Now, I'm out of the mindset that I think Nike's cooled on that Oregon thing. I think everybody really? else kind of followed their lead. And if you're if you're in the NIL game and you're Nike, let's remember Phil Knight is a businessman first. Okay. He's not an Oregon fan first. He's a businessman first. If you were an Oregon man first, let's say like um Mark Cuban, who owns the, the uh, Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks, he makes dumb decisions of, of making these luxurious lockers for his players. Fiscally, that's a dumb decision, right? I mean, mm -hmm. maybe it works out long-term. People want to play for you. But I don't think that Phil Knott's that guy. I think he's that guy that wants to be associated with it, but I don't think he's that guy that ultimately cares if they win a championship. I really so he's don't. like T-Boone Pickenwoods for Oklahoma State. Mm, great comparison. Very very good comparison. All right, how does Tennessee win this game or do they, Caleb? I think you and Fred are drinking more than I've been drinking in the last couple of weeks, okay? Because I... That I reminds just, I, me, Tennessee Cider Company, the original hard cider of the Smoky Mountains, use the promo code HAT, that's HAT, to receive some free swag with your cider order, available most anywhere in the United States. Go to tnsidercompany.com and use the promo code HAT. They bring you our picks today, and we're working towards an off-the-hook sports cider. I think that would be delicious. And, uh, Caleb, I'm going to need to fly you in, and I'm going to need your help. Uh, because um, I, I need you to taste the various ciders and get it really tuned in. Because when I when I did Dave Hooker's Big Orange Off the Hook Margarita, which is a margarita with too long of a name, 
I did have to sit there and taste all the tequilas and all the, is it Sinotro or what? It, what, what is it called that goes in tequila, the, the liquor that's, or goes in um, a margarita other than tequila, Cointro or what is I it? know Cuervo, I don't know if that's more tequila. <laughs> yeah, just more tequila. But I had to taste all the tequilas and all the other ones. And like three o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, I had to call my wife and say, you got to come get me. She's like, why? I was like, well, this is developing a margarita. It's I funny to say that. Good. My All first right. time ever touring a whiskey distillery, I didn't realize that you're supposed to just take a sip when you do the taste testing and you don't just like take like shots of everything. So I did, I had the same situation. Like by the end, you could have given me the crappiest like version of your whiskey. I'm like, oh, that's so good. So yeah. amazing. I've always been um, a big fan of uh, Old Crow. I love Old Crow. Just pour it in a glass. No, Old Crow's disgusting. All right, pick it. Let me hear you. All right, so I, I think here's going to be the problem tomorrow. I think Tennessee's motivated. I think the fans are. And I think when Tennessee takes the field and realize that 30% of Neyland Stadium is Georgia fans, they're going to be dejected and demoralized. And because of that, I think Georgia is going to end up winning like 31 to 14. 31 to 14. I've got the balls winning 31 to 28. So here I go. That's my upset pick of the week. Do I feel 100% about it? No. Do I feel pretty good? Yeah, I do. I do Can you believe I'm blaming the fans for Tennessee losing tomorrow? I'm, I'm I've turned into one of those coaches that blames the fans, or like they blame the media or the fans. You're that guy. Picks brought to you by our friends at uh, Tennessee Cider Company. Uh, enjoy the game, everyone, and just remember who picked Tennessee over the weekend. So when Tennessee wins, you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, it's a Dave guy." Hit like and subscribe. Well, Dave, what does Tennessee need to do to get on Missouri's level as a program? Hit like and subscribe. You can go to Facebook, follow us on Off the Hook Sports. Also, Twitter, OTH Sports Media, at the Dave Hooker, at Caleb Calhoun. Uh, and you can download the app. So download the app right now. And don't forget the greatest season in Tennessee football with uh, behind-the-scenes stories is the Celebrate 98 book that I wrote, The Untold Stories Behind the Tennessee Balls 1998 National Championship Team available in soft and hard copies. And I'm going to tell you, I'm getting a jump on Black Friday. There's going to be updated pricing for your holiday needs, including a gift pack. So if you've got like five ball fans in your family and they each want a book, we're going to take care of you there. If you want an autographed copy from Fred White, I still have that. But these prices aren't going to stick after Black Friday. So look for them over the weekend. May actually be up now. Uh, the new prices, we're going to take care of you for the holidays. And the feedback on the book has been just tremendous. I've been blessed beyond words. And uh, I want to thank you. And I, I hope you enjoy the book. So well, we'll take care of you on uh, pricing to show up. I disagree with Caleb. I don't think it'll be anywhere near 30% Georgia. But I do think there will be a Georgia contingent there enough to raise eyebrows. I'm going to say along the lines of 10, 15%, about half that. So he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off The Hook Sports. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.